Hey there, mama. Are you feeling the pressure to be perfectly present with your kids, but also be perfect in your business? You hear the terms time management and discipline all the time, but what does that look like for you? Does having that paper planner make you organized? Are you just sick and tired of listening to other pros tell you what you should do? Is it even sustainable for your life and business? Okay, let's have a real and honest discussion on what it takes to be present with our kids and run a thriving business. Let's dive in. Hey there, mom boss. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast, where we dive into personal branding, how to build our businesses on social media, learn some really cool marketing hacks, all while balancing family life. And don't forget, we do it the fun and easy way. I'm Allison Scholes, once a corporate marketing coordinator, a teacher, and now photographer and podcaster. And yes, I'm that boss lady in sweatpants. Go ahead and hand out the kids' tablets, open those juice boxes, put on your comfy sweatpants, and hide in your closet. Let's get this party started. Welcome back, ladies. Today, I have a special guest and friend, Jacqueline Howard. She is the host of the Optimize to Scale podcast and a virtual business support professional. Typically on my show, I'm all about business and social media, but today I'm flipping the script and getting real with what's happening in my life and I'm sure many lives of mompreneurs. And that's how to be present with my kids and build a thriving business at the same time. And that's why Jacqueline's here. She's going to give us her perspective on this issue and what we can do to make it work. But before we get into the goods of this episode, first, welcome to the show, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for having me, Allison. I'm glad to be here. I am too. Now, Jacqueline, before we jump into all the goods, can you give us a little bit of background of your business? Sure. I started um, my business while I was homeschooling my four children. I had Basically, one in middle school, or one in elementary school, two in middle school, one in high school, or early high school, or something like that. But they were a little bit bigger, and um, so cost of you know feeding them, and they all wanted to start playing sports and you know piano and all these things. It started getting expensive, and we were a one income family, and so I tried different things to try to make some side money. Uh, I sold uh, crochet baby hats and stuff on Etsy for a while. And that was a lot of fun. But as you can imagine, it takes up a lot of time to create the product and then market the product, sell the product, ship the product. It was just like, even when I was selling a lot, it was taken away from my kids. So uh, so that wasn't something I could keep going. And I tried working like, you know, retail on holidays. And that again, it's taking you away from the family and the return on investment wasn't really worth it, essentially. Um, and then a friend of mine, because while homeschooling, I was leading a homeschool community, right? And uh, one of the parents in the community had a an online business and reached out to me to help with like customer service. And because I was already doing admin things for this community. And so it was right there in my skill set. And I was like, sure. And I got a taste of being able to be home working and supporting someone else and it was wonderful because I didn't have to make products, sell products. I didn't even have to market a business. I was helping someone else grow theirs. And that's how I got started, you know, in the, the business. And it's kind of just grown from there. I'm growing clients to referrals, but that is my business. That's what I do. I support other businesses and help them grow essentially. And when they grow, I grow. 
That's and awesome. So that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. I love what you do. And the fact that you homeschool your four kids is just truly amazing. We are talking about this pull in our lives today, the desire to be ever present with our kids and the desire to grow a thriving business at the same time. So how can we do both? What is your perspective on this? Well, I have my perspective now. And then I have to say that it, it uh, evolved and um, shifted or matured or whatever over time. Uh, initially, I felt like I had to be uh, essentially a perfect mom, um, perfect wife, a perfect friend and perfect homeschool teacher. But the reality is when you look at any one of those things, like you think about teachers that, that go into a school building and they teach, they're only, I mean, they're phenomenal people, but if you think about it, they're good at their subject matter. They're not required to be the best everything teacher, but I was putting that pressure on myself, you know, or you, you think about, um, someone who is a chef or something like that, they're good at cooking, but we're not looking at the rest of their life and going, well, you also have to be top dog at all of this. Mm -hmm. And I was putting that pressure on myself all the time. And that started to wear me out. And then I evolved more into, I heard someone say, um, in, in life, you know, you're juggling, um, you, you look at all the things that you're juggling as like, you know, different types of balls that you're juggling. And they said, you know, uh, the friendship ball, the career ball, the hobbies, whatever, you, even how in shape or out of shape you are. If you drop one of those balls, it'll bounce back. But if you drop your family or your children, the relationship with them is shatters. Mm. And so then I was like, all right, well, I need to focus my energy on, you know, my children and cultivating a relationship with them and cultivating, um, my marriage and, and, um, you know, growing in my faith and things like that. So I started focusing on there, but then, you know, your health starts to slip, right? Because mm -hmm. really I wasn't even really focusing on necessarily me because I felt some sort of guilt about that. I felt like, um, I have to focus on my husband, focus on my children and then the day's over. Right. And so then I had to recalibrate because my health started failing and I had to recognize that I'm actually destroying my family by not taking care of myself because if I'm ill, then I can't be all these things that I want to be for them. So then that shifted again, where I learned that, um, making myself a priority is not selfish. It's not, there's actually nothing wrong with that, right? Because if I'm the one that's supposed to help drive all these things in my home and in the homeschooling and the business, but I'm falling apart, it's like, that's sabotage. I'm sabotaging the whole operation. And so now I'm more in a place of recognizing um, that I am, I'm not the ultimate source. You know, I, I believe that God is the ultimate source, but in some ways I am the source for my children. I am the source for my business and things like that. And if the source is worn out, everything else is worn out. So I've made myself more of a priority. And I find that when I carve a little bit of intentional time for me, I have no guilt when I'm doing everything else because I had to be intentional to carve out that time. So I kind of went on a bit. I don't know if I answered the question, but I really just learned to create intentional time for self, for business, for family, for rest. And because I pre-planned those times when I wasn't tired or angry or whatever, I was like of sound mind <laughs> when mm -hmm. I created those blocks of time. I can just trust that I made a good decision when I made it and there's no guilt. I'm not going to feel mom guilt if I'm sleeping. 
I'm not going to feel mom guilt if I'm, you know, uh, cooking because it's not playtime with the kids. It's cooking time. And I'm not going to feel guilt about my business if it's time to be with the kids. And I'm not going to feel guilt about, you know, working in my business if it's business time. You, does that make sense? It does. And I'm so glad you brought up the word guilt because I think a lot of us moms compare ourselves to what we see out in the world and it looks beautiful and perfect, but we're really not seeing, you know, behind the curtains of what's really going on. And I liked how you said you're not feeling guilt because that's how I used to be. I felt that if I took time to separate myself from my kids to go work out for an hour or I decided to take two hours to work on my business while they're chilling and doing their own thing. I used to be, I used to feel super guilty about that, but I'm realizing as I evolve and go on in my life, it's almost required because I feel that when I do take care of myself and I'm structuring that time in the day, I feel successful at the end of the day. And I know that I'm setting my, not only myself up for success, but I'm setting my family up for success. So I'm glad that you brought up guilt. Now I do have on top of what you talked about, how do you structure like time management and does time management and discipline kind of go together? Because we hear about time management, but what, what really is that? Yeah. And that's one of those things I also had to really learn because let me tell you, Allison, I'm a planner junkie. I love (laughs) some planners. And it's it sounds almost foolish when I say it out loud, but I always felt like when I bought a planner, I'm like, yes, (laughs) I'm organized now. I'm ready to go. But it's like you're not opening the planner. Like you're not even, you know, whatever. So first of all, I had to like stop buying a bunch of planners, but never actually using them. So um my first thing is like because I think I'm the kind of person, I feel like if I buy another tool, I buy another resource, I get another coach, da, 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 then I'm going to get it together. But it's like, honestly, if you just had a piece of paper and a pencil, you can get your life together. It really doesn't take a lot. It's just that we don't take action. Mm. So yeah. So what I am doing now and what in all the pieces of what I'm doing now, uh, it's like I accumulated bits of knowledge along the journey. And then now it's where I am. And I think Hopefully I'll refine it along the way. But um, one, I had to shed the guilt that I can't, I can't cook while listening to my kid read me a book while being on a phone call, while trying to answer an email, like whatever, like you're not doing that well. So um, I had to shed the guilt of trying to do it all. And the, the second thing I really learned to do is be a little bit more of a visionary and um, take time. Some people, they do it at the beginning of the year and they do it once. But for me, because I think things are constantly shifting, especially like 2020, things were shifting every 30 days, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I kind of try to vision cast like maybe every quarter, but at the beginning of every month, I kind of look at where I've been and where I'm going. And I try to create kind of a vision of what I need to have done. And then I block my time accordingly. Um, I recognize that my paying clients, as far as during my workday, they are a priority. And so I create blocks of time when I'm most efficient working with them. And then I have to create blocks of time. My kids are older now, they're not toddlers, so I can assign work to them and they can work on it. But I need to create blocks of time to pause and check in on them, but pause and reset my eyes. My eyes get tired and reset my brain fog, you know, and go for a walk or just kind of do stuff. So how that practically looks like is I'm uh, working 40-10. So 40 minute timers where I'm working, like an intense 40 minute session of work. 
And then I take a 10 minute break. And that way in that 10 minute break, I can do something like um, switch a load of laundry, take a bite to eat, whatever. Um, so my day's kind of incremented, like blocked up like that. And then I take an hour for lunch where, I mean, I'm not eating that whole hour, but it's just nice to feel no guilt that I'm just eating, I'm sitting, I'm doing nothing. And I have a timer on my phone for 3.30 to make, to force myself to end my day. And so when that timer beeps at 4.30, I stop, I, you know, try to kind of put a period at the end of my sentence kind of thing. But that 30 minutes from 3.30 to 4, it's kind of like, you know how you have a morning routine to rev Mm -hmm. up your day? That's my end of work routine while I'm winding down my day. So by four, I can feel like the work is done. I'm cooking dinner, chit-chatting with the kids. And that's kind of how I'm managing my time. However, if I, it's like, it's almost like I, you know how we always say when we have our own business, we are our own boss or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I look at it as when I sat down to vision cast or plan my week, that's when I'm the boss. And the rest of the week, I've got to follow what the boss already decided. But the cool thing is I'm both boss and employee. So it's not like someone else made this up for me. It's like, well, no, I get to choose. But once it's been chosen and chosen with some discernment and decision making and all that stuff, I have to follow what the boss said. So it's back to like, you do have to learn to lead yourself and you really have to learn to be um, disciplined because it's no one else's responsibility, right? When you decide to start a business, like you got to lead. And that's really what I'm also learning is, uh, you know, having your own business. It's really, it's all about becoming the best leader you can be and leading yourself and being the best version that you can be so that who you were designed to be can be poured out into the world, right? But if you're kind of goofing off and doing all the things that you want to do, like that are constantly kind of pleasure, 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 you never get to do the things that you were designed to do and that the world is waiting for, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are some really great tips. And I want to go back to something you said that's so important is you said you need to take action. And I just said this on a recent uh, podcast of mine that I said, and it was teaching on Instagram, but really you can apply this to everything in your business, your family, your life. But I said, you need to move away from a state of inspiration and go to a state of action. And I think that's where a lot of moms fall into is they're constantly in the state of inspiration. And like you said, they're buying the planners. They're watching so many mentors or coaches that are so successful. And they're probably 10 to 20 steps ahead of us but we idolize what they're doing and we feel that we need to mimic and do what they're doing. So we stay in that state of inspiration, but really that doesn't align with our business or our life where, you know, if if I'm going to look at someone who's working five to six hours a day and they have no children at home, I cannot apply that to my life where I have two boys who's doing, you know, remote learning I need to, you know, maybe there's something I learned from that mentor or coach, but I need to structure my day of where I feel aligned and what's going to work, not only for my business, but has to work for my family too. So I think Uh we need to keep that in mind. Like, yes, it's okay to be inspired, but then we Uh need to move away from that, take a hard look at our life and then how we're going to use time management, how we're going to discipline ourselves and then move to a state of action. So I think that's so like, we need to almost make that cross on that bridge. And there's so many moms who are in the middle of that bridge of inspiration and action. And you just need Mm -hmm. to get off the bridge and just take action in your own business and life. Yeah. And I realized like a lot of it, 
I always thought I wasn't taking action. This is why I took so many courses before. I always thought I wasn't taking action because I just don't know. I don't know what the next thing is and whatever, whatever. And But when it really got down to the nitty gritty is I realized it was all about what I believed about myself or my abilities or my ability to succeed or whatever. And again, it got back to that needing to be perfect. Like if my business and everything isn't pristine, then I can't do anything. And that is, you know, really, really paralyzing. And I think we even do that with time management. Like if I can't figure out the perfect blocking system, then I'm just not going to do anything. And I'm going to keep kind of flying by the seat of my pants, but which that's what I was queen of before too. Like, Oh, I feel inspired to cook. So I'm going to cook, you know, (laughs) you know, and I mean, there were really amazing recipes, but it's like kids don't eat off of inspiration. They have to eat every day, certain times, you know? Right. And so that's where it's like, I had to be disciplined. And it's like, when you show up, even when you're not good at it, and even when you don't feel like it, you show up at the same time to do the same thing each time, inspiration will start to show up with you each time. Right? Yeah. Like, don't you find that to be true? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So Jacqueline, what is the best piece of advice you can share with moms who are just feeling so stuck right now? They're just constantly feel like this back and forth battle between being present with their kids because of the virus and a lot of moms are home with their kids trying to tackle remote learning. And they're also building a business. Like what's the one piece of advice you would give them? I would tell them to do, to think about the one thing that's stressing them out the most. I want them, I would tell them, try the, then what? thing mm-hmm. where you say, okay, well, if I don't uh, insert whatever thing they're anxious about, what's going to happen? Okay. And if that happens and then what, and then if that happens and then what, and then if that happens and then what, and typically you get to the place where it's like literally nothing will happen. So it's like, then that issue probably isn't worth giving your anxiety over to move on. Right. Set it, set it aside and just move on and find the things that you can actually move the needle on or do like the very next correct thing that you know you need to do. And again, once you take that action to just do the next right thing, the inspiration will come, the clarity will come. But when you sit there kind of playing tug of war with your own thoughts, you'll sit there forever. Um, So I would just say, talk it through. What's the worst thing that can happen if you don't do all the things you have on your plate and, uh, you know, dissect each one, one at a time, basically. And you'll find that some of them don't even need to be on the plate right now. It doesn't mean forever, but just right now in that moment. So that's what I would say. Take the time to walk through what would happen with the thing that is stressing you out currently. And also just take time to take a deep breath and just talk to your kids. Let them know what you need from them. That's something I didn't do very well. And as soon as I started doing it, I realized, oh, They're willing to meet me there. Even if they're four, when they were really little, I would tell them, mommy really needs to do this. So if you can do X activity while I'm doing this, when we're done, then listen, we can do play with your Legos or we can go for a walk or, you know, and you'd be surprised even little kids, they can meet you there because they get it. Yeah, that's such great advice. I love that. And I think as we're doing this interview right now, I have my kids out raking leaves because they don't need me to do that. And I know (laughs) that they can take care of that. And they'll probably have a lot, a lot of fun too. Right, exactly. So is there something you wish you would have known or done sooner in starting your business and staying aligned in your life? I think I would have learned to trust myself sooner. Oh my I, God. yeah, I, um, I went sh- 
straight to, I mean, because you hear everybody say like, you need a coach, you need a coach, you need a coach, you need a coach. And yes, you do. But I think there's a certain point, especially when you're starting out, that you can like, because I think, I don't know, it's almost like they're just kind of common sense things that like, I'm not talking about maybe things that are big and legal where you do need a lawyer, but just certain things like, what do you want your business to look like? Or what do you really want to, you know, that kind of stuff. I wish I would have just trusted my instincts more instead of, like you said before, listening to the guru and assuming that like, because they are a guru, they know. It's like, yes, they do know to some extent, but they know according to their story and their circumstance. And so I wish I would have learned to key in more on the principle that they were teaching and not necessarily the action steps and been able to pull from the principle and then trust myself to properly apply the principle instead of needing them to think for me. So yeah, yeah that's I just wish really I would have, yeah, I wish I would have trust myself more to just take action mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, with the action we can correct or a coach can say, Oh, that action failed because, or whatever. But I think I just waited for someone to tell me every little thing. And I wouldn't, if I could go back, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, and I think too, that as mompreneurs, we're so overwhelmed by what we consume on social media. I mean, it's in our face day in and day out, but really at the end of the day, you have to think, you know, does this feel right? Mm-hmm. Does it feel aligned? And you just, we need to trust our own intuition. Like you said, trust. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, you want to trust what's out there, but really the number one person that you need to trust is yourself mm-hmm. and make sure it feels right for not only your business, but your family. Right. So this was right. an awesome conversation today, Jacqueline. I just love how you help, you know, especially women building their business, just being that support, that professional. So where can we find you and connect with you on social media? Yeah, Absolutely. I am on social media as the Jacqueline Howard on Instagram and I'm Jacqueline Howard on Facebook as well. And then I have a uh, Facebook group that I'm chit chatting with other women entrepreneurs, um, the Optimize to Scale group. That's the same name as my podcast as well. But yeah, well, thank you you so much. Yes, I'd love to have you on the show today. Thank you. Yes, it was a pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much. Hey there, sister. Are you trying to mimic what others are doing on Instagram because they appear to be successful and have all the right engagement? Have you tried to transform your Instagram newsfeed to look perfectly branded, but you still feel icky about your brand and how you show up on Instagram? I want you to imagine if you had a done for you Instagram plan that's aligned with your authentic self. Right now, you have the opportunity to work with me one-on-one and we'll take your brand from feeling meh to memorable. I'll help you clarify your Instagram objectives. We'll fine tune your bio, define your three brand pillars for Instagram, and then map out a 30 day content strategy. I'll even give you stock photos and caption templates to complement your brand. Wouldn't it feel amazing to wake up every day knowing exactly what to post and how to engage with your audience? No more spinning your wheels and wasting countless hours on your computer or phone. With an Instagram strategy, you can get back to the things that really matter in your business and life. Posting on Instagram doesn't need to feel impossible or overwhelming or even time draining. The best part about my method is it can be rinsed and repeated every single month. Amen. I remember my very first client, Farah, and her sigh of relief at the end of our call. She had such a clarity breakthrough on her own brand and how she wanted to show up for her audience on Instagram. Her exact words were, 
I'm so glad I don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Now that's just awesome. And guess what? You shouldn't be doing what everyone else is doing. And I'm here to help you figure out exactly what you should be doing and how to show up as your authentic self. This is a no-brainer. Book your strategy call today at bit.ly, B-I-T forward slash I-G method. Mama, hurry, because I only take eight sessions a month. Why? Because you are worth my time and energy. You don't want another cookie cutter coaching call, right? You want me to strategize with you. So if you want to book one, those spots are extremely limited. It's bit.ly forward slash IG method. Let's get you consistent and confident on the gram.